Greetings, members of the Planetary Union. I am Communications Officer Asimov, and I have been tasked with introducing this podcast to you. The recording you are about to hear is brought to you by Captain Greggy Hochstetlin and First Mates Miranda Fisher, Tim Treese, and alien expert Dr. Kevin O'Brien. Follow at Official Orville on Twitter to see all information dispatches from the crew, and go to officialorville.space to leave a comment on an episode or find links to subscribe to the show or rate and review us on iTunes. The mission is to explore the space. This is the official The Orville Podcast. Goddamn, goddamn, maybe it's those thighs that kill me from time to time. I'm the only one that sent shivers up your spine. Oh, I know how you like it, and I know that you like to ride it. Hi there, all you aliens in the Planetary Union. Welcome to the official The Orville Podcast. As always, I'm your captain, Greggy Hochsteller, and this week we've got the full group of first mates. We've got the numbers guy himself, Tim Trees. He's with us. And then Alex Arbor Day to you, Greggy, and Miranda and the rest of the crew. Alex <laughs> Arbor Day to you. Oh, thank you so much. It's so good having you back. Uh, I don't want to get into it too much yet. Um <laughs> Oh, there's trouble in the engine room. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Uh, We've also got Uh, alien expert Dr. Kevin O'Brien is here. Hi, sir. And and a happy, uh, it's still happy Alex Arbor Day, but an eye, sir, to everyone out there. (laughs) Uh, And we've got security chief, first mate, Miranda Fisher here. Miranda, hello. I'm not a big fan of being introduced last, but uh, an Alex Arbor Day to you anyway. Well, I'm sorry. Usually I introduce you first, but I know you're very busy right yeah. now. You're, you're making a beverage, so I wanted to give you some time to work on that. I can do, I can talk while I make my hot chocolate. Oh, okay. I apologize, man. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, and Tim, thank you so much for being back on the show. Uh, he didn't want to do it, ladies and gentlemen. He... He he heard the last episode for one thing, um, and just generally he was sick of us. And uh, but we, we begged him. We said, "Please, Tim, please come back." Adam's not cu- cutting it. Gabe isn't cutting it. If you guys are listening, we love you. Uh, you're great people. You're great human beings. But we needed Tim on the show. Yeah. Adam, they- Gabe, you guys are both great. You just have a lot of bad opinions about the Orville. Adam, I love you. Gabe, I love you. Still not really sure what you're talking about uh, half the time. But, you know, you guys just just didn't understand numbers the way Tim does. And and when I'm and I'm watching the Orville, I have a lot of questions about numbers. And I know our listeners do too. So we uh we really had to drag Tim back in. Where were you at, Tim exactly? Oh man, I so let's see, when I first got the call that you were begging me back, um I was uh Sailing in uh, northeastern Australia in the Whitsunday Islands, uh, just laying out on a perfect white sand beach, so you know, going weird. out for a snorkel here and there, and then thinking oh, life man. is perfect, and then ring, ring, ring. Yep. Oh, well, let's let's go over that phone call. Uh, ring, ring, ring. Hey. Ring. <laughs> Hello, Tim. It's me, Michael Kane. <laughs> Well, Mr. Kane, Sir Kane, 
the podcast needs you back, Kim. Yes, sir. Any anything you say, sir. <laughs> all right, that's all we need to discuss. I'll meet you there right now. <laughs> I just have a question. Uh, I, I know the odds on this are really low, but are you anywhere near Sean Connery right now? You're not winning the Golden Ori, if that's what you are going to ask. I'm not near Sean Connery, though. Hey, Tim. Uh, yeah, Sean isn't by the phone, but it's me, the guy from uh, Men's Warehouse. <laughs> I'm I'm hanging out with uh, I'm hanging out with Michael Caine. We're talking about. The guys we want to hear on the official The Orville podcast. And I said to Wait, Michael. Didn't you, what's that? Didn't you have like a scandal or something? Or didn't you turn out to be a creep? <laughs> what he did was he got me in the basement of his warehouse. And he, he tried to fit me on for a suit. And the paparazzi, they got the pictures to take in it. And it looked like he might have been touching me inappropriately. But it wasn't the case. Very well. I love the way I look. So did he. Listen, I, sir, I know English suits are tight, but normally he doesn't have to separately measure the shaft and the ball to properly fit it. You don't know what you're talking about. It's an English cut, your brain, your dead brain. Oh, no. Oh, it's, a, it's an honor and a humiliation to be called an English dead brain. Listen to me, man. You got to get on the podcast. It's me, Michael Caine. <laughs> Jamaican Michael Caine. No. Okay. The, listen, the only sir. way I'm going to love the way this looks is if you come back to the official The Orville podcast, Tim. It just—I don't know if I can forgive my friends for what they did. They're yeah, assholes. Gonna, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have to end this uh, this uh, this conversation that we recorded. It goes on for another oh, yeah. for another hour and a half. So, yeah. Uh, I'll just hit pause. Yeah, we'll probably release that as its own entire episode because you probably couldn't tell, but as it turned out, it was actually Kev pretending, Gravy pretending to be. I it took me seventy five minutes to figure that out though. Once, once we were on uh, like Ecuadorian Michael Caine, he kind of got hip to it. <laughs> Ecuadorian Michael Caine was only the eighth most offensive Michael Caine. <laughs> But the past is the past. You're back now, and we couldn't be happier. I just, I feel like I should say, Adam, you're a great guy. I love you. But I think your name is short for a damn skis for stealing my spot like that, you little fink. Yeah. And, uh, I'm and worried Gabe. about what Gabe is going to be. Gabe, I love you, man. You're one of my best friends, but... I'm the numbers guy. You want a number? Zero. That's how good you are at podcasting. <laughs> wait wow. a second. Wait a second. We actually love his his other podcast, Trends with oh, Benefits. Trends is great. Yeah, sorry. Trends <laughs> is great. I, I, I love that show. But okay. Sci-fi recap podcasting, he's a zero in. I should have clarified. Uh, yeah. So this week, let's see. It's been a couple weeks since we did the the song uh, segment, and but everybody loved oh, wow. it so much, we just had to bring That's it back. everybody's favorite segment. People are that we skipped it right like uh so many voicemails about it telling me please bring back the song uh they haven't been chosen to be played on the show but uh we're, we've been listening to them non-stop uh th- these last two weeks what i always do is i get on youtube and i search for new music because that's the place to look because all everybody uploads music onto youtube right um so i'm i'm there i'm thinking you know my two favorite things music and the Orville. So I search Orville song and I find this song. It's called Nappy Rap. Um, I don't know what that has to do with the Orville, but 
it, that is how I found it. The the band is uh, Keith Harris and Orville. Um, I assume named after the show. Uh, but anyway, so who's Keith Harris? Keith Harris. Uh, so like one of see on the writing team or something. I assume he's just a big Orville fan. One of those Ed Mercer types, maybe. One, <laughs> well, of those, like, one of those names you just hear. I think I think what it is, it's like if I recorded a song and then like sampled clips from like a Beatles song and then I said, This is by Tim Trees and the Beatles. <laughs> it's like he's oh, yeah. okay. like trying to give them like writing credits to bring it. It's like Tim Trees and John Lennon came out with a new song. <laughs> <laughs> um you should do one about the Orville though. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm actually working with Orville on a song right now. So <laughs> we're going to see Tim Trees in Orville, and it's called uh, Jar of Pickles. Okay. Oh, wow. Ooh. Sounds really good. I mean, I can give you a sample if you want. I don't know. Oh, yeah, please do. It's, uh... Gotta open that. Gotta open that. Gotta open that. And then it loops. I can't do that right now, but... Jar of pickles, Alara. Jar of pickles, Alara. And then I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but based on this episode, I have like a whole third verse about fire and like fear and just like triumph. <laughs> uh, I love what I heard so far. And just I'm I'm imagining Orville on it and just really taking it to that next level. Yeah, it's been great working with Orville. Uh, you know sifting through all the possible samples to include. Okay. So here is uh first of all, this is a rap song. I, I love rap. Uh, that's maybe my favorite genre of music. So well, it's I like love poetry to me. Right. Exactly. It's the poetry of the streets. That's what I say. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> wow. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I actually made that up. That's my, uh, my personal quote about the rap. Um and no song, no rap song more so than this one. Uh so here we go. Here's our first clip of Nappy Rap by Keith Harris and Orville. Listen everybody, because this is true. I'm Orville the Duck and I'm talking to you. Now it's all very well being cute and sweet. I wanna sing a song with a funky beat. I go every Sunday afternoon with all my friends to a nursery school to a place where everybody moves. A disco dance get in the groove. Okay. <laughs> so this is about Sunday school, right? Uh, no, it's about uh, nursery oh, school. Oh yeah, from that from that Krill episode. Oh okay, yeah. When there were, when there were all those nursery school kids. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And Orville the Duck. <laughs> I don't remember that. Maybe it's yeah. from a future episode, and there's been a leak or something. They're, they must be into a duck, yeah. <laughs> I I like how they they the, the effects that they put on Orville. <laughs> on, <Orville. laughs> on his uh on his rapping voice, or, or who knows, maybe he can naturally do that. <laughs> um, I like I, I like the futuristic vibe, you know. Give him sort of have him like, inhale about ten balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe he went to a planet where there's a lot of helium in the atmosphere. Yes, and then he decided sure to go I thought it was something about how the the Orville ship is moving so fast that his voice got sped up somehow. Oh, yeah, because okay. the sound waves will go faster. Yeah, yeah. 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 This 
re- to me seems like something from the karaoke scene that <laughs> uh, was cut out. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, this could be what Bordis yeah. Bordis could even <laughs> be doing some of this. <laughs> I would just, I would kill for an entire episode where nothing goes wrong. It's just them hanging out, you know, yeah, doing karaoke, so well, a having lot a drinking of, contest. A lot of people have been calling for a musical <laughs> episode of The Orville. Oh, yeah. Um, that's big. They, all, they all can part. sing. They, they all can sing. sing. But this is what I was kind of thinking about this when you guys were talking about rap and how cool rap is. If there was a <laughs> musical episode of The Orville, who do you think would be doing a rap song? Like, which character? It's, it's like it could be any of them. Oh, but. yeah. Well, so I know rap is like, I've been learning a lot about it lately since discovering this song. It's actually like really precise in like the structure of sentences. And there's actually a lot of like math behind it. So I think Isaac would be particularly good at like making sure that words line up in the right way. And the number of syllables, you know, yeah. these numbers Tim, that we have. Tim, yeah, I, thought, I, I, thought, I thought that you were about to say, I think that. I would be the best rapper because I'm the numbers guy. Um, you know, I did try that and I, I let's just say I'm working on it. It's a working project, <laughs> but I, I am thinking of putting a rap verse in my song. Look, maybe for your M&Ms and your tech minds, it's all about your rhythm patterns. But, you know, I like a rapper with some soul. So, you know, I would I just it's got to be Scott Grimes for me. You know, the most soulful. <laughs> he's the most soulful guy on the entire ship. True. I think it would be really ironic, though, if they, you know, it's a musical episode, everybody's singing all their lines the whole time. It'd be really ironic if it was Bordis that rapped, because then he wouldn't actually be singing, you know, and everybody's waiting for him to sing, but then he doesn't actually sing. That would be really funny. Man. Well, and we know he likes poet or wait, is his people's thing? Is that just prose or is it poetry? I I honestly don't remember. (laughs) I think it's poetry. I think that famous woman was a poet, right? Yeah, and also prose is just uh, the poetry of the library. (laughs) (laughs) You know, anything is poetry. It's all about the words you put emphasis on. Mm. You know, like I read the dictionary and that's like, you know, the auteur theory, you know, like once it's out of the author's hands, you know, it's... You know, it's uh, it, the art is interpreted by the the reader. So I read a dictionary. That's art. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a poem. That's a poem. It's in order. I can just say what I'm going to say, and then I do it in this way. <laughs> and suddenly, I feel me becoming a rapper. Wow. Just... See? Whoa! Yeah. I think I just blacked You're... out. <laughs> you know, and that's what's good because it came from out of nowhere, and like, you know, it was just. <laughs> You must have really been feeling that, so I like that. I really like it because he didn't write it down, and that's the best kind of rap is when, you know, you don't write it down first, you don't think about it first, it just comes mm-hmm. straight off the dome. There's got to be a word for that. Mm-hmm. No, f- non-filter. It's like no, no, no right, no right rap. Penless, penless. Penless. Rap. Penless. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, but they could just use a pencil and cheat. I wonder if it's a regional thing. Like in Miami, it is penless rap. And then in Austin, it's sorry. What did you say? No right rap. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, cause we, we only have pens here. We don't, everything's more permanent here. I don't know. In Austin, they, they have the whole, 
oh, we can just erase it. We can just erase it. They'll never know. Here we're kind of like, oh, it's written. It's in the Constitution. We abide by it. Back to the song. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder. We we watched every episode so far, right? Like there isn't an episode that we missed where uh, the Orville gets turned into a duck on a helium planet, right? Maybe there are like webisodes that we're not aware of. Uh, I know. I know. I've seen everyone on the TV. But if it's one of those things where you have to have a computer to see it, then maybe not. Okay. So th- this is probably just something that somebody thought of. It-, it maybe didn't fit with the Orville necessarily, but they were inspired by the Orville and they just wanted to put this song together. Was there more to it? Uh, yeah, actually, here, let me play the second <laughs> clip. This is the chorus. Uh, we'll only include this one time. In the chorus, you can really tell how off the cuff it is. Which is so, so the whole the whole crew is kind of trapped on this helium planet, all I presume in duck form, and uh, they're just kind of compelled to sing. I don't know. I don't remember the episode it was in, but I can kind of picture what's happening. The the helium appears to have made them so loopy that they don't quite have a sense of rhythm. <laughs> Well, the cool thing about this is it gives you like a a dance to do. You do a little wiggle and then you clap. You you give your wings a flap, and you leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, they must all they must all be ducks, I guess. <laughs> Otherwise, that wouldn't make any uh, sense. So they must what, all be ducks at this point. What kind of bird would they each be? Oh, okay, okay. I can go this uh, way. Kelly's a turkey because <laughs> yes. i want her i want her dead uh, by thanksgiving <laughs> uh, your lipstick out of your god's ears <laughs> uh for the listeners we are recording this on the monday before thanksgiving so um if, if <laughs> kelly anything bad happens i'm just gonna make <laughs> she's gonna knock on some wood. <laughs> that uh, she's course, gonna die. Of course, I mean Kelly, the uh, you know, the character, not the actor that plays Kelly. Right. Uh, Bordis, I feel like he would be. Hmm. What's that? Uh-oh. What? What's happening? <laughs> that was a, uh, a uh, that was a kid's toy that I actually threw something on top. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were listening to another rap song. I honestly, I thought it was just the next clip going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bordis would be. <laughs> oh, I was going to say you killed me out. <laughs> they're all ducks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the episode we're envisioning. They're all ducks. Yeah, Bordis would be a duck. Uh, Kelly would be a turkey. <laughs> Alara would be like a strong duck with stuff on her face. Mm-hmm. Maybe a swan, even like a like a kind of a beast duck, you know, like a cool duck. <laughs> That's what swans are. Beast ducks. <laughs> They're beast ducks. <laughs> I like that the uh, the chorus is just off rhythm enough that like if you slowed it down even like twenty five percent, it'll sound like something from hell, you know. Like a- <laughs> 
listen everybody, because this is true. I'm all bubbled up and I'm talking to you. Now it's all very well being cute and sweet. I want to sing a song with a funky beat. I go every Sunday afternoon with all my friends to a nursery school, to a place where everybody moves. A disco dance get in the groove. So maybe something to fun to try at home. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it sounds like so beautiful and harmonious at the pitch that it is. But if you slow it down just a little bit, it's going to sound crazy. They, they sat on that edge of musical genius and just toying with us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so far it seems like the only connection to the Orville is that he says he's Orville the Duck at the beginning. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to connect this to the show. Keith Harris and Orville, I don't know what you were doing here. Um, I'm sorry. I, it's a great song. Don't get me wrong. I love rap. I love the song, but I don't get how it connects to the show so far. Do another one. Uh, send another one to it. I think in the end, the, the last clip will probably explain everything. The last clip is probably where they put in all the parts about the TV show, the Orville, like that mm. uh, ludicrous rap from Awesome Powers. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It'll be like this episode where the whole thing, you're like, what? 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 <laughs> and then at the very end, they're like, by the way, here's what everything was. <laughs> yeah. And also, we erased your mind so you couldn't remember that part. Uh, okay, so here we go. Clip three. Spoilers. There's a few things you gotta do before you begin. Like fasten your nappy with a safety pin. Polish up on your baby chat. Give your dummy to your mommy in case you won't need that. Oh, I can do it. You can do it. So let's leave it at that. We'll all get together. We can do nappy rap. Okay. Ricky, were those were those three clips the whole song? Did you just the well, whole song? I did clip out. I I left out uh, a repeat of the chorus, but yeah, those were the two verses and the chorus. Why is he British? Why is he British? <laughs> oh, he's British. Okay. I think he's You're, doing like set a, your mummy and your daddy. He's doing a Stewie thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This okay. makes sense yeah. now. Oh. And he's a baby yeah so. you cracked mm. it miranda yeah yeah <laughs> i honestly could make out almost none of that i just well, safety pin yeah you fasten <laughs> your nappy with your safety pin <laughs> fasten your nappy see that's i've been reading a lot about rap that's um <laughs> called an internal rhyme where you go you fasten your nappy and you slap your granny <laughs> and Do you I say that well, I mean, no. it's the Orville, so violence against women would be par for the course. <laughs> um, yeah, so this song, as it turns out, we find in the end, is about uh, wearing a diaper and then doing a rap about it. <laughs> is it like a PSA? Like, hey, babies, wearing diapers are cool. <laughs> I think this is the video that they play for the children they've kidnapped. <laughs> there's a there's a whole bunch of these where Orville does his uh, you know you know training of this child. It's like a like a Brigsby Bear situation. Yeah, it's, it's essentially Brigsby. This is uh, Brigsby was obviously taken on this idea. <laughs> um, and you can leave your dolly because you won't need that for the nappy rip. That's that's. I'm glad that they clarified. I was wondering <laughs> if I was going to need my dolly. 
Well, I love my dolly just because I, I felt like when it's nappy time, I know when it's nappy time, just give me the safety pin and, and you know, I'm good. <laughs> I like that they said, if we all get together, we can do the nappy rap. I feel like that's probably speaks to a lot of the themes of the Orville, which is like, if everybody just works together, everything's yeah. going to be fine. Unless you're a previously unseen, unnamed character who might die in the first 30 seconds of an episode. <laughs> right. But everything else is going to be good. Well, nobody's safe in this episode, Miranda. Well, are they? <laughs> well, in the end, it turns out they are. <laughs> Except mean, for that somebody, guy at the beginning who definitely yeah. did die. <laughs> guys, 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 we're getting so far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> right. I leave for two weeks and there's no more organization. We have the song first. And the episode second. <laughs> and I know they're, and, but you know what, Tim? A lot of the oh, listeners, I, while you've been gone, the listeners have been telling us, they said, get <laughs> get to the app, break it down. We want to know what happens, you know? Right. Yeah, well, they, say, they love the song too, but they're like, why don't you integrate the episode and the song together? <laughs> That's what they want to yeah, hear. Yeah, they say, just mix everything together into one big mess. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> what if they have questions about the song that could be answered through discussion of the episode? You know, like we have to break it down because we may find out that um, when Alara was a baby, she, she was a wasn't wearing she wasn't wearing her diaper, or she was a <laughs> duck, one or the other, and and this was a cause of a great fire. <laughs> wow! I just I'm so embarrassed right now. I just realized how like old fashioned I was being. About keeping those things separate. I know, and you were just—you were just going through this episode, assuming that Alara was never a duck, and that's really <laughs> close-minded of you, Tim. Oh. Alara, this could be the episode where Alara is flapping around in the kitchen without her nappy on, <laughs> knocking over the the knocking over the Bunsen burner because they probably cook stuff on oh, like weird open flames. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's the song segment. We all love the song. Um, great job, Keith Harris and Orville. Uh, it's probably my favorite rap right now, uh, just because of the Definitely. Orville connection. Mm-hmm. I wish. What else? What else could there be? If there were another rap song about the Orville, I would consider that. But you know, yeah. since that I mean, hasn't happened yet, to my mind, I love. I love the song. I love Oroville. I just want to hear Keith, more of Keith kind of come out in the music, you know, because I'm hearing a lot of Oroville. Yeah, I assume Orville he must have duck. been the produ- producer or something. <laughs> yeah, but then why? But it should be Oroville, you know, Keith Harris. If you're going to be lead, at least Keith, you know, should be hearing some, you know, who are you, DJ Khaled? Come on. Oh, I did. I did <laughs> clip out the part of the beginning where he goes, Keith Harris on the beat, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Harris music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, so this week, uh, you know, the the entire gang, we all watched uh, the Orville episode ten, Firestorm. Wow, this was a scary episode, guys. Mm-hmm. And they marketed it. They they warned us leading up to it. They told us it was going to be the scariest one yet. So at least they didn't, you know, surprise us with that. We were ready, but it still scared me. Yeah, I think I, I would have had like a heart attack or something if they would have said, you know, next week on the Orville, it's going to be a laugh riot. Nothing scary mm. this week. Normal episode. <laughs> yeah. I would have sat down in front of the TV without my blanket. I would have had nothing <laughs> to hide under. Yeah. That. 
I don't want to spoil, but when that thing appears, mm-hmm. can I? Can I? Ask Which one? You? Which one? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I have a question, which is: we last episode of this podcast, we looked at the at the preview for this episode, right? Yeah. I feel like there was like a a lot of stuff in there that wasn't in this episode. Am right. I- there was run. Somebody ran. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I feel like they had the whole conversation about, like, have you ever been through a divorce? No. It's like that. That wasn't in here, was oh, it? Yeah. No, yeah, I, it was. It was? It I thought was? it was going to be a lot that? more about purgatory. Um, <laughs> they kind of led us to believe that they were in some sort of, you know, crazy realm, maybe. Um, didn't go that way, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think everything that was in the preview was in the episode. I don't know. They said it was going to be on Fox and Seth MacFarlane was going to be in it. I don't think either of those things came true. Uh, where did you watch it, Miranda? <laughs> watch it on um, xwatchseries.to. Watch <laughs> uh, we, don't, we don't endorse that. Uh, <laughs> we, we only watch it on Fox. Uh, she's just kidding. Have we decided, are we going to do the, the entire episode recap? For these foolish people that don't watch the episode, or did yeah. we just? Yeah, I mean, it's it's their fucking problem to. if they get spoiled from it. This is why we wait eleven days to post the episodes. <laughs> people call oh. us late, but we're actually perfectly on time. So mm-hmm. whatever that dude's name is. Well, well, I mean, uh, for the people that don't watch the show, th- <laughs> this is a sh- shout out. This is a negative shout out to the guy, to the guy Andrew on Twitter who keeps yelling at us for being late. <laughs> <laughs> Not the British Andrew who grew up listening to Orville Duck Raps. It might be that Andrew. I don't know who the Andrew is. Honestly, at this point, I don't know what to believe anymore. Okay, so the the crew, we start off right into the action, you guys. This was a wild thrill ride of an episode. They're in the middle of this, uh, like, cloud in space. Uh, there's lightning going off everywhere. Uh, it's very scary. The ship is rocking all over. Like there's fires, explosions going off. It was so fucking crazy. The the ship almost crashed and got destroyed. And I've never seen anything like that on the Orville before. <laughs> it was like, oh fuck, what's happening? This is so. I was so thrown off by it. Mm-hmm. I was upset because I didn't know who to blame. You know <laughs> who who got us and- into this mess. You know. It was probably Kelly. I'm looking I, at yeah, Kelly. I assumed Kelly. <laughs> you know, it never even came into my mind to wonder about that because I just assumed from the beginning that Kelly decided she wanted to go through the cloud. Probably there was Plasma. like oh, some my, boyfriend uh, for her to yeah. <laughs> cheat with. Plasma, that's I mean, like they're, a big she's TV. Not with. <laughs> yeah, she thought it was going to be a bunch of TVs. Oh, we, we need a new TV for the ship. <laughs> I've In this whole series, what are we, 10 episodes in? I don't think any single person except Kelly has ever made a mistake. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I, I like when that I, guy died. That was well, that it was hurt Kelly's me. Kelly's fault. It hurt me so much watching Alara go through all that pain of guilt, and all Kelly has to say is, "Look, it was my dumbass decision to go through this uh, freaking plasma field because I wanted a TV for my room." You know? like, like, <laughs> and speaking of TVs, I understand Eric <laughs> needs a TV. Hashtag get Eric a TV still going strong. Um, just want to throw please, that out there. Eric, please get Eric a TV. We need, we, we need to watch this episode. 
Yeah. So uh, take Kelly. Ha- okay. Hashtag Kelly doesn't get a TV. <laughs> hashtag get Eric a Kelly's TV. Hashtag <laughs> give Kelly's TV to Eric. There you go. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. We got it. Uh, let's see. So yeah, like I was saying, explosions are going off all over the ship, uh, but especially in engineering, they're getting wrecked. Uh, oh, beast mode. Yeah, there's so much like dirt and uh, stone falling around in engineering. Uh, it's a concrete ship. Did you not know that? <laughs> I didn't realize until this point. It was um, built by the slaves of ancient Egypt, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so a be- big beam falls down on uh, in Chief Newton's best friend. Uh, oh, man. I-, I didn't write yeah. this guy's name down, so I don't remember oh. what his name is. She was like... Pain. His last name was Pain. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. There was a big payoff to that later on. <laughs> oh, so uh, I just cut through my tears. Mm. Uh, and this beam was heavy. You could tell because Chief Newton, who is a very burly, strong, masculine man, high T levels. I can tell you that just by looking at him. <laughs> he cannot lift this beam. And so you know this thing has got to be so freaking heavy. He calls the captain. He's like, you got to get Alara down here. She's got to get this beam off of this guy. Um, of course, she springs right into action. She's a hero. Well, he's. I know he's strong because he's manly enough to have immediately commented on how physically attractive Priya was when he met her. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this guy's strong. <laughs> You know, and I know for him he's... to go, uh oh, I need help. Yeah, I know he's strong because true strength is admitting your weakness. And he said, "I can't lift it. I need a Lara to do it." <laughs> wow, <That is> so <laughs> true. He should have said, "I can't lift it," and then like that unlocked his true strength, and then he would have. Ah, uh, and then he could have saved his friend, and we wouldn't have had this episode. So, think, <laughs> should he have said that, Tim? You know, it was his fault. We didn't see any of his grief. Well, that's yeah. how I know. <laughs> That's how I know that he wasn't really his best friend. Because if it was the Orville under there, he would have summoned that strength from somewhere deep inside to rescue right. him. First of all, Orville would have just probably bench pressed it and started, started doing reps and saying, oh, this thing? Well, you know. Yeah, so he couldn't lift it. He calls for Alara. Um, she gets down there, but there's fire everywhere. She is so freaked out. She can't go forward to save this guy. Um but then the chief yells at her, and she decides she can. She jumps over uh, a uh, console that's down, covered in dirt, by the way. <laughs> Just so much dirt everywhere. Uh, and she picks the beam up, but, oh my god, uh, Officer Payne is already dead. I just gotta say, Alara, though, she was amazing. She threw that giant piece of concrete like it was styrofoam. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she threw it so easily that when it landed, it it looked like it had no weight to it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's crazy that her strength can, you know, transfer to it that way. Mm Mm-hmm. I uh, I did slow mo on my TV and like zoomed way in, and you actually I could see it. It bounced on like a tiny little daisy flower. (laughs) <laughs> and then it bounced off and the flower was fine so I don't know what she did to it but it... <laughs> and, and the daisy was growing in the dirt of the floor of engineering <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through, the, through the concrete you know and that's just you know beautiful <laughs> man redwoods you know mm. 
They've got to get the landscaping guy in there because <laughs> they got to clear those cracks out. You don't want that. The gardening, up. the gardening room is clearly above the engineering room, and that's just a struggle. <laughs> that's just an engineering flaw, you know, design, design error. Uh, yeah. So it turns out Alara is so scared of fire, and uh, this is very surprising to her. She has never come across fire um, in her years. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're they're at his funeral, and uh, Chief Newton. I, I I just want to say I know we'd never seen him before, but they just made his character come alive so much <laughs> that I felt like I I felt the same as if um, Scott Grimes had died, the real person. Oh, oh man, I don't even. <laughs> but that's how I felt when pain when the pain guy died. Oh, I know. I just... <laughs> oh, guys, just. <laughs> You're both crying. This is crazy. It's been a tough couple of weeks. I can't believe and... you're not crying. Are you saying I have to be strong? I have to be strong for the captain. <laughs> Kevin? Scott Grimes got in a car crash on his way to set this morning and he didn't make it. Wait, what? Wait, Tim, late. what? <laughs> Damn you, bitch! Don't be Kelly. Y'all just got um, Isaac. Oh, Oh. that is an Isaac level. Damn. Yeah, that is like a joke that Isaac would tell. It's like way too far. It's not even funny. Um, I do want to give a commendation for Kevin for staying strong, uh, even though we thought Scott Grimes was dead for a second there. Uh, I'm not saying that has anything to do with the gold norries or anything. I'm just saying well, you get a commendation. Permission to cry now, sir. Your strength comes from admitting your weaknesses. Yeah, Greggy, did you already forget that? <laughs> yeah, I I had to admit I did. Um, I got it, but that's actually really strong of me to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh wow! I'm not allowed to give myself a gold nori, but I am going to give myself a commendation at this point. <laughs> you should uh, get us. Expect- you should I get a sapphire it. star for being so wounded. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get the eulogy. Uh, we find out that this guy that died was Chief Newton's best friend. I mean, we we could tell he was his best friend based on his reaction during the incident. Yeah, it's like they they sh- it's like show don't tell. Like the acting told us that, and then it was just in the eulogy. Well, plus he said, plus when, plus when the accent was happening, he said, no, not my best friend. <laughs> I could have sworn I just imagined him saying that. I guess he actually said that. I thought his <laughs> eyes just said it. So, yeah, like I was saying, Chief Newton is the oldest man on the ship that we've seen so far. Uh, and his best friend was this this totally forgettable, faceless guy, but much younger than Chief Newton, if I had to guess. Uh, and they were apparently friends since the eighth grade. They went to uh, camp together. Like every part of this story did not make it make sense. Like, okay, so Chief Newton and this guy were the same age, right? That's first thing. They've been friends yeah. since the eighth grade, and now they're working on the same starship together. Yeah, it's just like um, That's it's just like Gord- Gordon Malloy and Captain Orville are best friends who work together. True. I bet Gordon and Captain Orville went to camp together. They seem like they did. Hmm. Maybe they all went to the same camp. (laughs) They're all the same age and they went to the same camp. (laughs) Maybe it's just like on weekends they go in the holodeck and pretend like they're in eighth grade in camp. (laughs) (laughs) That could be it. 
We've been friends since we went to that pretend eighth grade camp. That's how you build a, a, a lengthy bond over a short amount of time. I was the best man at his wedding. And like, he's not even really married. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because another one of the specifics of the story is that yeah. one of them choked on a wine cork at camp in eighth grade. Like, what are they doing drinking wine in eighth grade? <laughs> well, they make this bitch head of engineering look kind of like a Dumbo. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just like, you know, has a dumb brain from drinking all that wine since eighth grade. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe in the future there's a there's a way that it's okay for 13-year-olds to get drunk. Like, maybe they've solved that problem. Or it could be just a hologra- hologram eighth grade. That makes a lot of sense to me. I like Tim's theory on this one. Yeah. Maybe that's how they kidnap all those kids. <laughs> They just get up drunk and they'll go anywhere. Uh, So let's see. Alara is super upset about choking in front of that fire there. It was really ironic. Uh, I don't know if you guys got this because she was in front of this like really hot fire and she froze up. Wow. Wow. And that was just a writing. That's writing, taking me to writing school. That might be a callback to when um, Lamar uh, was watching Isaac fall under a box of springs and he didn't spring into action. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Isaac was like, come on, these springs are, these springs are killing me. Wait, that's Bordas. I don't remember what Isaac sounds like. (laughs) These springs are killing me. Oh, yeah, yeah. He sounds sprigs. a little. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly what he sounds like. These springs are killing me. <laughs> to me, he kind of sounds like a little deeper voiced uh, Orville the Duck. <laughs> well, that was that episode when they were in the helium plant with the spring, the spring grass. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is all making sense now. Anyway, we don't. We can't talk Wait, about we that, did episode. See that episode. <laughs> we can't talk about that real episode. We got to talk about this one. Well, okay, we should come clean. It takes us way more than eleven days to make these. So, <laughs> since we're the official podcast, they let us watch the episodes about two weeks ahead of time. So, we really have twenty-five days to get these out. Yeah, you guys are gonna love this one. Uh, let's see. So, uh, the Orville is trying to write a letter to the parents of Pain, and uh, since he didn't exist before this episode, he's having a hard time coming up with specifics. <laughs> Uh, Gordon Malloy is giving him a hard time about that. And he comes up with the bright idea of just having Kelly do it. Um, that, that's a cool idea because she's going to mess it up obviously, but the Orville isn't doing a great job anyway. So he might as well let her, you know, fuck it up. I think Uh, he's doing a really good job. I think his letter was going to be amazing. He's just a character with so much heart and you could really see that in the letter that he was writing. It was one of those moments where, like, beat to beat, like, second to second, it was unclear how funny it was supposed to be. <laughs> because Scott Grimes would be like, you should say, you know, he was a wonderful man. He had all these accomplishments. And then Orville is like, he died. This needs to be serious. He was a neat dude. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
Yeah, this show, sometimes, I, I have to admit, although this was, like, probably my favorite episode so far, um, this, it does occasionally have an issue with tone, like a tonal issue, where you're not sure if it's supposed to be serious or funny, or if the stakes are supposed to be there or not. Um, that is a problem the show has. That's really good. That's my favorite episode, too. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was mine, too. Just well, get that out there. And I just I have to comment on... Um, you know, Orville's act, Seth's acting in this uh, scene. Um, for him, like, th- you know, he, he's a good actor. You know, he's a good actor because he says the lines, I'm not a writer, and you believe him. <laughs> you right, know? exactly. Uh, so, so like, you, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, so, you know, he's like a masterful writer and a masterful actor all Yeah, you're like, that's basically, <laughs> that's how you stick it to the critics, everybody in one. And like three, three words. That's like four words. <laughs> that's like you know how they say like tell a four word story. Yeah, it's like that. It's like it just says so. I mean, it's kind of going back to like some of the street art that we were talking about earlier. Like it says so <laughs> much art. in so few words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I do think that that's partly to the credit of the writer of this episode, Cherry. Oh, right. Something. <laughs> Friend of the we show. All yeah, we all know yeah, Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> Cherry tree. Um, yeah, she was a, a writer on Family Guy. She made the, the move to the Orville. Um, she was also on a great episode of a good podcast that is about reality shows, not the Orville, so we can give it an endorsement, reality show show. Um, that show is now over, but you can still go back and listen to that episode and uh, hear what a funny lady she is. But you're not allowed to listen to Hollywood Handbook. Oh, right. right. Yeah, because they talk about the Orville. Yeah. 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 Cut it out, guys. <laughs> We we'll know that about. you're listening to this, and we've told you to stop. And uh, bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the Orville was being very brave by admitting that he isn't the best writer. I'm not a writer, okay? Um, which is actually not true, as we, you know, he's being a little humble. So is that actually brave? If if you're just kind of being humble, you're not being real. I think um. that he he can be brave and humble and real at the same time. Okay. Greggy, um, I want you to sit here and tell me that you're not the greatest podcast host of all time. Tell me if you can even do it, if you're brave enough to do it. Uh, oh, my God. Um, let's see. D- wait, does does Seth host a podcast at all? <laughs> uh, I think just, just, just this one. <laughs> this is only podcast. Okay, Let, let's change the subject. Alara comes bursting in. Uh, she's so upset about this guy dying, and it was all her fault. She wants to tender her resignation. Captain, I would like to submit my official resignation. And uh, Theorville is like, no way. He talks her out of it. He's like, you're actually great, Alara. Um, he's such a good leader. He's like, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of when, uh, you know, I invited Tim back on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> he says no way. Um, you you need to get to the root of this this issue with this fire. Uh, maybe something happened in the past. Uh, you should go talk to your parents about this. So that's what happens next. Did we want to say anything about the resignation thing? Or it was a little bit weird to me that like she was really scared of like jumping into a really hot fire and possibly dying. And Captain Morville's immediately like, something happened to you in your childhood. <laughs> Not like, 
That's a very reasonable reaction to have. Yeah. Like it was a wall of fire. Like (laughs) so scary. Like you should not want to jump into that. Even if you're a very brave person, I don't know if that's, you know, like those firefighters out there, God bless them. But you know, it's unnatural what they're doing. (laughs) They're the freaks, not us. And thank God they are, but still, I mean, it, it takes all kinds, I guess, but ooh, firefighters, <laughs> uh, they're not coming to my Thanksgiving, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Put all that hot sauce on the turkey. <laughs> Taco Bell fire sauce. I think we oh, lost oh, Kev. Oh my God, I forgot Kevin's dad is a firefighter. <laughs> okay, so uh, we meet Alara's parents. Um, they're trying to... You know, Alara asks him about the fire and, you know, says that she's having problems with fear or whatever. And her parents immediately try to talk her into coming home, uh, leaving the Orville. Uh, apparently on her planet, uh, it's looked down upon to join the military and uh, she's considered to be not very smart by her parents, uh, which is very rough. She's got a she's got a weird relationship with the mom and dad. Well, yes, the humans, the hillbillies of the galaxy. Yeah, they're uh, they're mean and they're not good, and they call her dumb. But freaking her mom's dumbass would have killed them both if her if Alara, you know, like with a fire, if Alara didn't uh, scream. Oh yeah, I that's do, true. I, because of fire. I do think it was really good, like character development, that we learned that Alara's really dumb like really really dumb well because you're thinking okay she's a woman what's wrong with her you know (laughs) and we know she's strong so that's not it i do like that this show is so brave that they're not afraid to like totally repeat jokes like they have like three characters whose thing is that they don't get humor and they've already done the person talks to their parents and they're weirdly like just goofy parents like when seth talked to well they were fake i guess mm-hmm. but it was episode three i think it was basically the exact same joke but it does of, make sense like they're also they're all such funny characters that they would have really funny parents too true yeah that's true you have to see where that comes from uh, by the way uh gabe gave me a note on this one he couldn't be on the show of course because we kicked him off but i'm sorry i don't want to hear gabe's fucking bullshit star Trek. well yeah guess guess what it is <laughs> I hope it's a suicide. No, no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he, he wanted to let us know. Um, Alara's dad is a famous guy from Star Trek. He's on Star Trek Voyager, whatever that is. He was a doctor on there. Who cares? Oh, oh man. So I do not voyage, care. voyage off into the ocean buddy into the deep space that's actually what i replied with um he he was not happy about it uh but come on voyager what is that first of all star trek is called discovery i don't get it (laughs) yeah we talked about that last week they stole that from uh nasa (laughs) voyager is like a made-up word it's not even a real word it'd be so dumb to name your show after a fake word like Kevin was alluding to, uh, Alara asked her mom about the fire thing. Um, she said that when she was a little kid, uh, there was a fire in the house. Alara screamed. They were able to get out. So now she's afraid of fire. But it was before. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I just got so excited because I, I love this scene so much. I thought it was so powerful that um, 
And Laura was like, did anything really bad happen to ever occur in my childhood with fire? And they were like, no. And then she was like, are you sure? And then it turns out that something really bad happened. And it was just so Well, it's probably nothing, but we all almost died. (laughs) But you sat and uh, screamed in a a blaze of fire, (laughs) thinking you were going to die when you were a child. Yeah. Only your screams. She said something like, "Only your screams woke me." <laughs> it's like what? Well, maybe she what didn't... happened was, like, she forgot about it. But then during the fire, like, uh, Alara screams. Mom goes, "Wait, I think the house might be on fire." Dad goes, "Are you sure?" And then, so then, when Alara said, "Are you sure?" that like sprung it in her mind. <laughs> she remembered um, the fire story. Yeah. But- because they're like, are you sure? Because our daughter is pretty dumb, so she could just be <laughs> screaming for no reason. <laughs> uh, so I could be wrong. I just watched the episode like before this. I, I, usually I watch them twice, except that one time that I only watched half of it. Uh, is it like necessary to the plot, this whole thing? Like hmm. the plot is she has a tough thing happen and then she it's about her like figuring yeah. it out. And we already did that, by the way. That I was like episode was, two. Well, this is it... what you, you, sorry, but you have to understand Have we, have we told the end of the episode, like the big reveal? Have we given that up yet? No. Well, this is delicate. Mm. Um, can we just do it? Greggy, <laughs> Captain? Permission granted. Unless Miranda invokes clause 38. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. close to be it. Give me the gold nori. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, man. hey. No. no, you can't use that. Man. Anyway, that was well, funny, and then it just got serious. <laughs> well, pretty much at the end of the episode, without revealing 100%, at the end of the episode, she has to go through some... She has to face some fire again. Um, but, like, so she was afraid of some stuff, and then she was having grief about that. Which, okay, already this is the exact same episode as, like, episode two. And then they just throw in this awkward thing about her parents being like, you actually have a memory of when you were a baby and you almost died. I think it's to show, um, like, we just established she's really dumb. And everybody would be like, why is, why is Alara so dumb? And like, oh, she she um, was deprived of oxygen when she was an infant. <laughs> and she got this oh. brave damage. <laughs> That's it. Well, I, I, they could they could just be saying, like, you know, yes, she's dumb, but, you know, something happened to her, so there is some reason for them to dive into it more on a psychological level than rather than just saying, oh, she's just freaking – she's just scared of fire. Like, it just she just sucks, uh, you know? So it, it gives it gives them, like, you know, credibility to the fact that, uh, that it's a treatable psychological condition, that it can be solved through – Possibly, I don't know. Uh, no, I won't say. <laughs> just tease them. Just tease them. Stairs. I guess it's a more advanced society, and they, whereas like here on Earth, we would just say, "Oh, that person's dumb," or "Oh, that person's afraid of fire." They like figure out why. Like, why are you afraid of fire? <laughs> you know, there's no reason for that. Okay, so I didn't write any notes between the fire thing with the parents, and then there's a clown on the ship. Like, does she go and speak to the Orville again after that? Uh, like, where does the the whole the you know the end plot begin? Like, where 
Um, I think that's right, actually. I think we just see immediately she's walking... To the bridge, maybe? Or she's walking from the bridge? Or from... Doing something. Yeah, and then she sees a clown. And uh, she thinks that's unusual, especially when the clown starts running at her, um, pushes her over, and runs away. She looks where he was. No clown there. So she's like, oh my god, I'm freaking out. Um, I believe she goes to the bridge at this point and says, you got to take me off duty. I say, why? Because I saw this clown and I must be crazy. And the Orville says, this is really smart, actually. He says, you know, people that are crazy don't usually tell you they're crazy. So I think there really was a clown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, self-aware. If you know there's something wrong with you, then there's nothing wrong with you. You know what I think? I think because her parents are so mean, like the Orville's kind of almost like sort of like a father figure to her. Wow, he's a better dad for sure. Oh, don't get me started. Yeah, but he's a he's a dilf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. And honestly, he's she's going to hit that. A slight pause here, then one very questionable joke later. <laughs> Maybe we should just edit this out if, if that actually happened. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> they, they checked the tapes. There really was a clown. Everybody sees it. John Lamar is freaking out because he hates clowns. Um, this was a good episode for getting funny jokes out of John because uh, he said some funny things about clowns. Uh, he says uh, hobo clowns are the scariest because they're hungry. Hobo clowns are the most dangerous because they're hungry. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was really actually- good. I actually did think that was kind of funny. <laughs> hey, guys, there's some laughs in this show. <laughs> of course there are. We all love it. You're going to watch. You're going to laugh. Yep. You're going to get scared. You're going to get a little confused. Uh, but it's good. Yep. Uh, so they, they track the clown down to this hangar. Uh, they well, try to turn on the... Sounds. What was that? The... I, like, I just like how that sounds. They track sounds the clown like a... down. So... Sounds like Orville rap. <laughs> she dragged the clown down. <laughs> oh, man. In my nappy, I have a brown. No. Mic drop. Anyway, so the, the lights won't turn on. It's very spooky. Uh, Borda says he's going to go check upstairs. So Alara is all alone. And... Oh my god, there's Kelly. the clown. Wait, no, I don't think Kelly's there, is she? I think they're I think they're with each other and then they kind of split up for a second. Or is she there? No, they're they're with two random people. Oh. Huh? And it's like four people get out of the elevator and then Bordis is like, you and you go over there. And I'm thinking like they're definitely gonna die. Because there's <laughs> the show only ever shows other people when they're about to die. Or there's a funeral. <laughs> but they just never come back. <laughs> Yeah, so Maybe in this case, karaoke. who knows? Or they could have been doing karaoke because there were some other people there too. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it's Bordis and her there. Bordis, they split up. Um, she sees the clown. She gets in a big fight with the clown. It's a good fight. Yeah, she drops her gun. The clown grabs the gun. She throws a, a box at his feet and he trips him over. Finally, she gets the gun and she shoots the clown dead. He like vaporizes. Um, she She got him. It's like, hey, she beat that, you know, level of this thing. And I, so I don't want to reveal anything, but we, we find out at the very end that she did everything right. 
And I couldn't help but notice that she did a whole lot wrong, like killing the clown, number one. And then there's a really big one coming up later. So you think she should have, like, stunned the clown so they could in- interrogate him or something? Well, her exact orders were to please stun the clown. We want him alive. And oh, she killed okay. it. Yeah, yeah. And then they could have interrogated him and he would have been like, oh, I'm a, I'm a made up thing because this is all a simulation. <laughs> no, 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 no. Shh. And then, and then maybe the clown would have, like, lit a match and then she would have had to, like, put the match out with her fingers and she could overcome <laughs> fire in that way or something. Uh, <laughs> Would have been a shorter simulation. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, it would, it's a long lead up to just start going through a, a wall of fire. Could have happened it, at any time. It just seems like she could have done a better job by not separating off. Like, they could have stayed together in pairs for sure. And I know Borda said to do it, but you're going to be like, we really should stay in pairs because this is like a supernatural <laughs> clown. <laughs> and then she kills it. Uh, my next note is something is going nutso. Uh, that is the case, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's I, I'd agree with that assessment, yeah. She's telling uh, Kelly what's going on. Uh, Kelly says, hey, do you want to get a drink? She says, yes, definitely. Something is going nuts over here, she says. Kelly says, let, well, let me take a quick shower. Uh, I'll be right there. She opens her, her uh, quarters and walks in, but, oh, my God, she's like falls into space. Um, she grabs the door. Like her room isn't even there. It's it's weird. Like how could that even be possible, right? Yeah. But Alara, this um, is this is when I started thinking maybe it's something to do with that plasma storm or something because I couldn't get my finger on exactly what it was. Oh okay. I never at any point connected it to the plasma storm. <laughs> I immediately forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so when when they actually when they brought that up on the show, I was like, oh. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, I don't know how that would work, but Alara saves Kelly. How did how did we get to this next part? They go talk about it, and they say, "Oh, we need brain scans." Like, oh, like, right, oh, yeah, two, yeah. Uh, you yeah. both saw the clown, and you both experienced this situation, so it's yeah. you know, it, it's impossible. So it must be in our heads. And Orville says this because he figures it out. Yeah. <laughs> so so the doctor straps Alara down for her brain scan. And uh, the, the straps are so tight she can't get out. And the doctor's gone freaking crazy. She wants to, like, uh, do a weird, like, a surgery on her stomach to get to her brain. Like, She's that is scary. how that works. Yeah, yeah it's very not, spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was like, yeah. I was like, don't trust her. <laughs> um, Nurse Parks comes in and is going to save her. But oh. then the doctor shoots Nurse Parks. No! <sighs> and this is, when I re- this is when I couldn't, you know... I couldn't hold in. I couldn't be strong anymore. Um, and I just broke down and cried. <laughs> I thought Nurse Parks. We really never going to see Nurse Parks again? Yeah. I, especially yeah. after we lost Engineer Payne in the beginning of the episode. It's like, no, you can't do this to me twice. Come on, guys. And at this point, I'm pretty sure that those two people are dead also. Well, like, you know, what right. is the body count here? <laughs> so there's only 298 left on the ship, you know, at this point. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, like, this is the point, okay, the cat's out of the bag that, in, like, you know, later in the episode, we find out this is all part of a simulation for, okay, well, you know, <laughs> spoilers. Um, but, um, <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. You scared me. Um, oh, 
But I thought, you know, I thought I started thinking, oh, is this possibly a simulation? You know, because they wouldn't kill Nurse Park, you know. But then I was like, maybe they would, you know, because Orville's just that crazy of a show. Yeah. Like, so I was thinking this could. I was um, I, I was watching this episode with Amanda, and I think it was during the space door scene. She called it immediately. She was like, <laughs> I think there's a simulation to rebuild her confidence. <laughs> I was like, no way. That can't be it. Did you read anything? Like, oh, they wouldn't do anything that dumb on this yeah. show. One step above, it was all a dream. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was assuming was going on. Something, something to do with that. Uh, especially with the door thing, because it didn't make any sense at all. Um, yeah. And at, and at some point you realize like, well, I guess it's coming up later, but never mind. Never mind. <laughs> well, you could, you could, you get a sense that it was people's big fears, you know, these yeah. are all like your fears that people may have had. So I was thinking, you know, it's some sort of virus, you know, that could be, you know, make you see things or, you know, that would almost be good. You know, or something in the plasma yeah. store. <laughs> I hate guys. I hate to keep going back to the plasma store, but I felt <laughs> like it had it had to have some sort of meaning. But you know, like oh, they're just watching it on a big plasma TV. Yes, yeah. plasma TV. Um, so I think we skipped over something really important. This is like a few scenes ago. Sorry, Miranda, to keep dragging this out <laughs> so long. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure this is the first time Cat Morville and Alara were talking, and he drops that they've known each other for six months. Huh. Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. that's important. So it's he been said, exactly one year and six months since. <laughs> oh, um, don't remind me. <laughs> since the unfortunate incident. Uh, to say the least. <laughs> uh, sorry, it just we've deliberated on that a lot, <laughs> and yeah. I think it's. it's call out i mean although presumably these episodes were not actually written in order because they don't really call back they don't reference each other at all they're pretty standalone (laughs) alara breaks out they they get the doctor locked up um she starts saying some stuff about how there's scary stuff out there in space maybe something got in actually i actually have that uh that monologue and i uh, oh wow and i wanted to know if you guys wouldn't mind if i kind of gave it a shot please go ahead okay all right Okay, so I'm Dr. Claire Foon, and you just told me that if I don't start talking, then or don't don't bother you unless. uh, Anyway, here I go. Oh, I thought I thought that was part of it. Damn it! (laughs) Sorry. Good thing you stopped the clip right when Miranda started talking. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Captain, do you ever sit in your? quarters and look out the window do you ever stop and watch the darkness out there it's very very dark in space looks so empty but there are terrors lurking all around us in the infinite shadows you can't see them but you have no idea what's coming for you Thank you. Wow. Was that Michael Caine? That was good. good. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that with us, Kevin. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Michael Caine's original audition. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool idea if that was where they were going with the episode, like some kind of space monster that gets in your brain or something. 
Um, but yeah. that is not what is going on in the episode. So they go to a meeting room. There's spiders there. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, then there's a spider monster in the elevator, and it fucking eats Scott Grimes, Gordon Malloy, like chomp, chomp, chomp. Uh, she just lets it happen. <laughs> Which is 100% perfect. That's what she was supposed to do at that point. Apparently, he he had to die. There's no way to kill the spider monster or... Like, she could pick him up and run with him because she was clearly <laughs> faster than him, or she could punch the spider. Yeah. And between this episode and last episode, I think the Orville is setting up uh, a lot of kids out there to be, like, vor fetishists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because last week, Yafit, like, envelops the doctor. This week, a spider eats Gordon Malloy whole. Um, if any little kids had, like, a coincidental boner... <laughs> in either of these episodes <laughs> like their whole life is now that um that's an aside that of course at this point i was crying my eyes out because i thought you know gordon Wait, Malloy was dead i just checked seth mcfarland just invested all of his money in Borcore porn producing companies <laughs> what? Wow, that is so smart actually an inside oh. man yeah. wow <laughs> That's what they like there too. Yeah. Inside men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's see the the well the, Wait, this, so this is, is where I thought This is the part that this is the part that I want to talk about where at this point there are like 15 minutes or 20 minutes left in the episode and once like if you had any doubts before once Gordon Lang gets eaten by a tarantula you're like, "Oh, this clearly like isn't actually happening." Yeah, there's no Like that's yeah. what Yeah. yeah. They so might kill that, Nurse Parks, but they're not killing Gordon Malloy. No yeah, fucking way. Yeah. So so well, when that happens, like, how much am I supposed to care about the rest of the episode? <laughs> well, even I thought I thought that still at some point it was going to be like she had to just do something and it would kill the monster. And then they would all be revealed to be like in a place that she couldn't see because the thing was corrupting her brain. I thought still somehow she was... <laughs> She was, uh, you know, that the show was not doing a simulation thing. Like, I was I was trying so hard for it not to be. Like, even at the point when they just randomly, when all of a sudden they're like, eh, we don't have to really explain where the rest of the crew went. They're just gone, you know? Like, just in one moment, all of a sudden, right at, shortly after Gordon is eaten, they're just, everyone else just disappears, you know? So, and there's no explanation of it whatsoever. I, I think we're to believe that the spider ate all of them. Oh, okay. oh wow. Hungry spider. Yeah, I didn't think that. I, I thought they were just all gone for no reason. Like, it, it does have a kind of a dream logic kind of sense to the whole thing. So, uh, it, it didn't seem that weird to me that they just disappeared like that. Um, but, so, yeah, everybody's like gone. Were, almost like they were writing it and they had the like beginning and the middle and the end, but they couldn't connect the middle and the end. And they just like jammed it together. It's like, as if they, they were like, Hey, this part doesn't make sense. And then they looked up at them and they're like, none of it does, bro. And they're like, who cares? <laughs> they're like, who cares? It's almost like they were recording a podcast, like to use it as a metaphor for writing a script. And they're already like an hour and 20 minutes in. And they're like, oh, we, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we don't. We don't. We only have fifteen minutes, so we can't. We don't. We don't have a different fear for each character to get destroyed on. Yeah. We're like, just skip. Just skip to the end, man. Just skip to the part where she's alone with Isaac. Yeah, so that's where we are. Part. She's on the alone. She's alone with the ship. Uh, she finds Isaac is there, and uh, he's helping her at first. But then he goes bad. His eyes go from blue to red. This is the first time this has ever happened on the show. That's how you know that he went bad. Because that happened. It was scary as fuck, and I shit my fucking pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Just he's so polite. He's like, "I'm gonna kill you, but I'm gonna give you like a really obvious warning that I'm actually evil first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so they get smart. in a big fight. He's so smart, but that seems like kind of a mistake on a, men- a mental error. I'll have to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's hitting her with like metal beams and stuff. Uh, this is a classic Orville uh, man beating up a woman fight here. <laughs> Just wailing on her with styrofoam metal beams and styrofoam concrete blocks. And um, I think he wins. Is that what happens there? Like, uh, no, she wins. I okay. mean, she has to. She has to win in order for the end moral to make sense. I guess not that this show is overly concerned with making sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, this is where, like, she, yeah, she beats him. She's running away down a, an endless hall. Um, and we zoom out. The endless hall. <laughs> and, uh, and oh. the doctor, Diorville, and Kelly are watching. They're like, you got to get her out of this, Isaac. He says, I can't. She invoked, uh, Order 38. Anything she says is what has to happen. Um, she said we, she has to finish this, uh, simulation. Uh, the doctor's like, no, her her adrenaline is off the charts. You, we got to get her out of there. Can't do it. She has to so, finish it off. A, cu- a couple things here. This conversation goes on for I think a minute and thir- uh, like forty seconds, and she's just running down this hall the, <laughs> yeah, whole time. the whole time. She's exactly in the middle, and it's like a one pace loop that she's on. It's so <laughs> unrealistic looking. Yeah, but, she's going about six feet a second at a jog like it doesn't make sense the, the pace she's running at but so also we've now so we know that the captain's in charge but the doctor can declare the captain unfit for service and also but the head of security can like just take control of the ship so what i'm excited for is the episode where we find out between the doctor and the head of security like who can can the head of security go like rule 38 and the doctor can go like you're unfit for duty and then like the head of engineer can be like i'm declaring engineering law or something (laughs) i I am dying for a checks and balances episode as well (laughs) (laughs) we see where this ends where the buck stops (laughs) yeah we are we do know that it does go captain orville then Alara, then the Doctor. We've seen that in the previous episodes, so that actually checks out. I think the the Orville just has to pull out like, like, like he's like, I've got the crystal key, and, <laughs> and I unlock my unlimited power of the ship. <laughs> the crystal key. Wow, that's a prop I'd like to get my hands on. <laughs> but it it truly doesn't make sense to me why the head of security can take control of the ship. <laughs> Because, like, the captain, like, the head of security can just say, hey, captain, you have to do this. You know, it's a security issue. And then it should be in the captain's judgment to do it or not, shouldn't it? 
Yeah, he is. Maybe, the maybe I'm too corporate here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like that rule or order thirty eight. You know, they're like, she's dying, and they're like, sorry, she said the order. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Like I, well, I think, and the doctor can't point, be like, but... she's clearly not well. Don't she? And also, when does rule thirty eight end? When she comes to, she doesn't end it. They just say, okay, now it's over. She's got a, a big, I guess she discussed a clear end of the simulation when which she successfully just like once I go through some fire, I'm successfully oh that's like, how it cured. ends. because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember like what ends the simulation. She beats Isaac, then she's running down the hall. What's the end? But it's fire. And then she meets in the loading bay and uh, she like fights Isaac again real quick. She gets in a a, a little shuttle. And as she's as she's starting the shuttle, Isaac walks over in front, places like one one explosive box right in her in the middle. She's like, ah, shit! And then he lights it on fire. It explodes, creates a wall of fire, and she hesitates for. Oh, she does. There's a little hesitation. So I was a little kind of, but she wasn't frozen, and she decided, okay, I'm gonna punch through this fire. She shoots, goes straight through the fire comes out the other end the whole ship explodes and then well the thing is it's equivalently scary to be in a situation where you have to run through a wall of fire to lift a thing off of a dying man to you have to just fly a spaceship that's like insulated from fire through a very thin (laughs) wall of fire and then you're safe from the explosion behind you it's it's definitely like a similar level of overcoming your fear yeah it's a one-to-one type of thing and, it, and I just will, you know, this simulation was designed by Isaac and uh, with like a Lara's specifications, obviously. And, you know, everybody else was in on it, um, but none of them decided. They decided that this for this to like, you know, to work, to truly work, to get into her subconscious and overcome her fear of fire. She had to go through like... You know, not eight, nine, or ten tests before she could. You know, you know. She reach had to. The she had to overcome other people's fears before she could <laughs> overcome her own fear. She had to overcome these fears that she didn't really care about, or but like she, <laughs> well, she had to establish the reality of, of the simulation by having it be not real. Like, they couldn't have just had a moment where she goes through some fire, like, oh no, I'm hurt. Like, just recreate a similar situation. I don't know. So they they said... Okay, so they explained a bit of it. It made even less sense than what you're saying. She had to know if she had any other unknown fears. So they set up this comprehensive test of every single fear that you could have. Turns Turns out she doesn't have them. And they're all like earth-based things, yeah. <laughs> like clowns and spiders, and fi- well, I guess fires everywhere. <laughs> it, it is, and apparently the space one was sorry, Greg. Apparently the space one was heights, even though you couldn't see. Anyway, sorry, falling in a, <laughs> falling in a hole at any moment. <laughs> and Isaac did program this uh, it just occurred to me it could have been a funny episode if uh during the simulation isaac was always there like oh watch out for that clown he could uh, corrupt your circuits <laughs> like there, there's a pool of water well careful don't fall into that if you're uninsulated you might short out or something you know um of course then we would know it was a simulation that but it could have been a funny bit i'm just saying 
Yeah, so so th- then they're in they're in the uh, the Orville's office. He's explaining to her step by step like what all happened. Um, v- very big exposition dump at the end here. Um, and then of course she's like, uh, "Well, then how come I didn't know? Oh, my memory was wiped. I get it." Um, yeah, I. I- I don't know how, you know, I know Alara's a strong-minded individual, but I don't know how quickly she's going to get over it. I would have some sort of PTSD. I wouldn't be able to look at Isaac or the doctor in the same way, <laughs> you know? I feel like this would yeah. do more damage to the relationship. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Imagine envisioning the doctor as a psychopathic murderer. If I, if I have like a super vague dream about someone that's associated with a strong emotion, I have trouble for like a day. Yeah. If I had like a super vivid, it was as if the person was trying to kill me. <laughs> I would never get over that. Yeah. But, but, you know, we find out that she was so serious about it that she executed Order 38. So pretty much she hasn't no one to blame but herself but still you know i would have trouble uh oh, yeah. over she Isaac. executed I look order at Isaac the same. i can't i still can't look at isaac i gotta same. say i'm i'm glad that order 38 came up and i really look forward to seeing it in, in future plots <laughs> i think this is gonna be like a really a really pivotal thing that's probably a lot of a lot of big plots are gonna hinge on this so and they confuse it with uh I don't know what they confused it with. Was it wearing pants or something, or wearing socks? <laughs> oh, yeah, wearing shoes in the engine room or something. So oh, they, sorry, she declared what rule he, thirty-eight. What did, what did he confuse it with? Rule thirty-seven. Goes, I think he, he goes, oh, oh, order thirty-eight. Like, I don't know. It's like if my one critique of Orville is that. You know, sometimes he doesn't listen because he clearly said 38. So. Well, and he was there for the whole time that they were like talking about it. And he apparently had a conversation with her about it. And then he was like, what does this have to do with not wearing shoes in the engine room? <laughs> yeah. So this was definitely the scariest episode yet. I was thinking like one final scare could have been um, the end the episode with a, a shot of uh, Isaac's face. And as the episode goes dim, like his eyes turn red again. That would have been so chilling. I wish this came out before. Yeah, exactly. I wish this came out before Halloween because I totally would have gone as red-eyed Isaac. (laughs) Definitely. Instead of just regular Isaac? Well, he's just funny. (laughs) What would you rather be, scary Dr. Finn or sexy Dr. Finn? Ooh. What's the difference? (laughs) Scary is sexy. (laughs) And sexy is scary. I get it. I want to be eaten. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I must have, you know, finished watching the Orville and watched whatever was next on Fox because uh, my next note is this show is so fucking stupid. (laughs) Um So yeah, that must have been about something besides the Orville. Yeah, the next, the next one. Yeah, because the the simulation reveal is really good, and it kind of <laughs> hits you. You're like, oh my god, thank god, thank god, everyone's alive. Uh, thank god, it's nothing, nothing with stakes, <laughs> <laughs> except for Officer Payne. He did definitely die. Yeah, he did <laughs> yeah. die. But I'm glad. I'm glad his death could be used as growth for Alara. She she overcame her fire. Yeah, I think if you gave him the choice, he would actually choose to die in the rubble. Yes, he would die a thousand deaths for her to overcome that fear of fire even once. I mean, I would. 
No problem. I mean, like, that is basically a super soldier. Alara, unafraid of fire, is now the <laughs> perfect soldier. <laughs> oh, God, imagine if her eyes turned red. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bye-bye, Orville. <laughs> you know, when, at first, when Isaac's eyes turned red, I said, oh, this guy's smoking some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was this episode. I guess it's time for ratings. Uh, uh, Miranda, of course, I, I don't want to make you go last again. What, what would you give oh, this episode? You. I... Uh... <laughs> I'll give this one 6,000 tarantulas, which is <laughs> the highest rating I can give because I love tarantulas. Mm. How, how many <laughs> legs would that be, Tim? Uh, let's see. Six, uh, zero, zero, zero. That's 6,000 for you non-number people. Uh, times, I believe, uh, tarantulas have eight legs. Uh, so it would be zero, 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 eight, four. And, uh, I just said it backwards. Sorry. Uh, I'm coming up with uh, 48. <laughs> Great job. Yep. Uh, so that's what Miranda says. How about you, Tim? What would be your score? Um, You know what? I'm going to have to say 48 spider legs out of 48 spider legs is a perfect score. It it, it did it again. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Kelly, you thinking Kelly almost died, that didn't affect the score at all or, you know, change your you know, calculations? That was great, and honestly, that was the high point of the episode for me, is thinking, like, oh, finally, <laughs> we've been waiting so long for this villain to be taken down. It's like uh, when, what's his name, the um, Breaking Bad guy, the chicken guy finally dies, you're like, oh, finally. Uh, no, but that was countered out by um, just the back of my head thinking the whole time, this is all her fault. <laughs> She wanted that TV, and and now this is all happening. We were happy at the beginning of this episode, you know? Yeah. So how about you, Kevin? What would you give this episode? Yeah, I was going to give it like one, uh, at least one or two, maybe three bad decisions by Kelly, which is actually a perfect score because it allows for all the other uh, members of the crew to make up for Kelly's mistakes and grow through her errors and her incompetence. So it's a perfect score. And I'll also give it one really long hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. I'm going to give this this episode... As an homage to my favorite horror writer, Stephen King, I'm going to give this episode 19 out of 19 because that number is very important to Stephen King's writing. Um, I think this episode was, uh, you know, an homage to Stephen King in a lot of ways because it was very scary. We had we had a clown in there um, and just the concept of something being scary, I think, is in a lot of ways an homage to Stephen King. I don't see you know, I was getting... I was getting super Ridley Scott vibes from this episode <laughs> with the red lights flashing and Laura running with a gun. I said, Oh my God, this is the next Sigourney Weaver that I'm looking at right here. This is the next, uh, this is the next kick ass chick with a gun in space that we're all going to look at and say, okay, yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> To me, when I watched this episode, it reminded me very strongly of the TV show The Orville. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I give it a perfect 10 out of 10 because this was episode 10. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you believe we've done 10 already? Oh, I know. Wow. We've recorded like 40 hours of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so in, in other Orville podcasts, uh, they're at it again. We've got some bullies and some trolls on the internet, on iTunes, leaving us naughty bad reviews. Um, so what we really need is for the true fans, the real Orville heads out there, to go to iTunes, find the officially Orville podcast, and leave us a nice review um, to counterbalance these haters that are out there. Um, that aren't giving the show a fair chance and are probably being paid, um, I assume, through money gotten through, you know, criminal means um, to leave these bad reviews. Uh, so so one of them that was left, um, this is kind of a, a we're combining the uh, reading an iTunes review and other podcasts. Um, this guy called Chamelet on November 17th, he said, I'd give it zero stars if I could. And he actually gave us one star. <laughs> idiot. Well, thank Don't you. leave us a review, you idiot. Then you just gave us a star. The idiot doesn't realize you can give zero stars by <laughs> not giving a review. We have one more star than we did before you left the review. You stupid ass. <laughs> so, uh, Chamla, he said, I've listened to the first two episodes. I'm really trying to give it the benefit. Good. I'm really trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because there are so few podcasts about the Orville. Okay, first of all, no, that's wrong. There are way <laughs> there too are many. So many. There are so many. There, by my count, there are three too many podcasts about the Orville. <laughs> Maybe four. I don't know. <laughs> if you count Hollywood Handbook for that one time. Oh, then- true. <laughs> He says, uh, they crack themselves up constantly, but they're the only ones laughing. Now, first of all... Not true. Not true. No, I don't crack myself up. I get cracked up by you guys because of the funny jokes you say. And also because I'm very intimidated by you and that's like a defense mechanism. I'm afraid you're going to beat me up. Well, I am. I did threaten everyone, you know, <laughs> that I will beat them up if they don't laugh. So, you know, this is what guys <laughs> That's funny, Kevin. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, um, but we're all friends, you know, having a nice time together. We're going to laugh when we, you know, tell jokes and stuff. I guess it's, re- it's really stupid to say we're the only ones laughing. We're the only ones on the show. <laughs> who else could be laughing? And Everyone who could possibly be laughing is laughing. And we just watched the Orville. We're just like, are, we're so ready to laugh at anything, you know? Like we're mm-hmm. are, we're primed up, ready to go. And a lot of and times we're, we're like saying the jokes that were on the episode and stuff. So of course we're going to be laughing. Yeah, that's yeah, not me like, cracking cracking myself up. That's me getting cracked up by the Orville. Well, and it's like you know when you watch something alone, you don't laugh out loud. Like we're allowing you to listen to this in your car and like we're giving you permission to laugh out loud at the parts that we know you want to. <laughs> uh here's here's where I can tell that he's from one of these other podcasts and uh trolling us and you know, they're getting scared. They're like uh you know, these guys are saying we need to stop and they're right. We can tell that. Uh but we wanna keep going, we wanna keep uh tricking people. Uh maybe they're getting ad money or something. I don't know. I haven't listened to these horseshit other op, uh you know podcasts uh they're they're probably you know what they're probably doing is they're money laundering through ads like they're paying themselves to do ads um oh. so they can use that money oh. you know money laundering, they're, they're gun running money they're money laundering yeah oh my gosh that's criminal oh. if you're if you're in the law 
if you're officiating a law, or if you're sometimes, these people out here, they're breaking crimes left and right. And they're criminals. Just you go outside, I swear, like, how do they not get caught? You know, like, I spend maybe four to five hours a day on trying to track these people down. That's it. And, like, it's so obvious. I'm what thinking, is our police? I'm thinking What's we up? have them call, leave a voicemail. They'll be compelled to tell us their address. And then we can send the police directly to them and have them arrested for money laundering. <laughs> uh, yeah, but how? What, we just said the, the plan. How are we going to get them to call now? We only have uh, 25 days before this episode comes out <laughs> to pull this plan off. Uh, so anyway, so he says they're all caps certainly not official and i'm not even certain that they like the show if they do oh wait no oh i'm not even sure they like the show now that has got to be a troll it's got to be somebody from these other podcasts we we, how many times an episode do we say we love the show i love the show a lot i love the show this is my favorite episode episode. i love the show i love 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 you even hear the numbers we give like the ratings we give this show (laughs) and i I want to thank thank seth again for making the show thanks seth thanks Um, the whole cast and crew i wake up smiling thinking wow if it was six months ago i wouldn't have this Um, they they say I don't so think they like proved, the show. Just proved you wrong. They say if 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 they do like the show, it doesn't come through in the episodes. That's stupid. No. Oh, well, that's, that's different. All we say. That is different, though. That's your perception, and that's if you take it that way, you're dumb. If you don't hear the joy in these episodes, then you're not listening with both ears, buddy. Yeah, I think maybe Alara wrote this review because <laughs> it sounds really dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. <laughs> Can I can I uh, read another review that this guy wrote? Oh yes, please do. This is a review of uh, Live Safe. And it says, "Whenever I try to activate Live Safe, I get a message saying they're having problems and to check back in a little while. It's been two days. That's more than a little while. It happens if I try Facebook or my mobile number." And he gave that two stars. A <laughs> <laughs> totally dysfunctional app gets two stars. Yeah, he wants to give us zero. Clearly, our podcast works. You can hear it. So that <laughs> seems like it should be an automatic three Let stars at least. Let me read this review he wrote of air, water, and shelter. Uh, <laughs> don't need any of these. Uh, I live in the woods. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> wow. End. He's so dumb. Uh, that one zero stars. One... <laughs> I'm not. So what we need is all you real fans that are really out there. Um, you need to go leave a nice review on iTunes, please, for our sake, just to counterbalance like the this. Uh, the people are sabotaging us. Basically, um, they're trying to make themselves look good by making us look bad, which never works. By the way, so childish. Yeah, um, it, it's disappointing, is what it is, really. And uh, I hope they they stop doing it. And uh, if, if they feel like they need to turn themselves into the police. Please do if they feel like they need to, you know, take matters into their whoa, own whoa, hands. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't want them turning themselves into the police, like like <laughs> wizards or something. They're just going to be the police now. No, oh. no. I mean, I meant like uh, you know, confessing to their crimes. You um, know how scary that is <laughs> if they became the police. 
if they could put us in jail for being oh. just doing our podcast good. And, and honestly, with some of this Trump stuff, Damn right no. is wrong and wrong is right. Yeah, no, I get come it. Come on, come on. Uh, anyway, okay. So before we get ourselves in big I, trouble, real quick, um, real quick, not everyone in North Korea is bad. Okay. <laughs> So we got to drain the swamp, and the swamp is all the illegal Orville podcasts that are somehow still on iTunes. Okay, I do agree with that. Uh, so let's see. So what's next? Uh, we've got the Orville on Twitter. I got some good ones this week. Um, I, I guess everybody is. Oh, oh, who we lose? Oh, oh, Miranda. I thought she was just staring at us. I thought that for the longest time. I was like, she's man, not liking this bitch. <laughs> she didn't like it at all. <laughs> it was a. It was, she got caught in a mean stare. Hmm. Should I continue so we're done <laughs> when sure. she comes back? Or I think she would like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh. Miranda had to step out during the, the Twitter bit, but uh, here we go. So, unfortunately, nobody mentioned wine this week. <laughs> um, actually, the official The Orville podcast was the last one to, to tweet about The Orville and wine. Um, so, I guess uh, everybody ran out of wine or something. They drank it all. I, I assume they drank it all after uh, the very sexy episode nine, Cupid's Dagger. Um, they yeah, probably they need a week off of yeah. the wine. Yeah, <laughs> they have a refractory period going on here. Um, <laughs> I'm just they're saying gearing I'm, up, they're gearing up for the finale. Seth's got his smart investment in the the Vorkor, uh porn <laughs> studio. I'm putting all my money in wine because the the more popular this show gets, the more people are going to be buying all of the wine. Like we already ran out, clearly. Yeah. So hey, I just missed like. Five minutes. You guys didn't even wait for me. Well, oh, okay. Gosh. So earlier when I said, uh, how, long, how long did we spend waiting for Kevin? Earlier when go. I said uh, Miranda decided not to be on the Twitter part, um, I was lying. She actually wanted to be in. Um, oh, fuck! <laughs> this is fucked up, and you well, have to, get, to give me the golden ori now. Uh, oh, it was a it was a victim play to get the gold nori. I see. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, earlier somebody was saying how the episode was going too long, so we thought maybe for their sake we would uh, just keep going oh. on. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, oh, that's so considerate of you. Yeah, I'm actually very nice, and um, thank you, are, you for noticing. You are you are really nice, Greg. <laughs> uh, so bad, Jiraiah. Jir- on Twitter at bad underscore Jiraiya, he says, um, at Seth McFarlane, I really love your new show, hashtag the Orville. Um, he says, I feel really bad about pirating and lowering the, <laughs> pirating it and lowering the ratings. Please do a second season. Um, if you're gonna be pirating the show, how are they gonna do a second season? Wow, idiots. These criminals know <laughs> no mercy. Yeah, do you think Bad Jirai is one of the hosts of one of the other podcasts? I bet if you do an IP trace, you're going to be like, uh-oh. It's the same place doing all the reviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, And also, the Orville has already announced that they're getting a second season. So, um, bad job, Bad Jirai. But you still get a like and a retweet because we're nice. <laughs> 
Um, Andy Wegg at Yas Andy Wegg says, the more I watch hashtag the Orville and rewatch hashtag family guy for the bazillionth time, the more I believe deep down in my heart that at, at Seth MacFarlane is my soulmate, love, future husband, and life. Thank you for existing. Uh, red heart, yellow heart, blue heart. Who wrote that? That was Andy Wegg. Well, Andy Wegg, I suggest you do your best to find Seth's address. Go to his house. You want to go inside, wake him up, and say, Seth, I'm your soulmate, you know? And uh, give him a good shake and uh, maybe a good scare. You'll laugh about it over a glass of wine. Dress up like a clown with a green <laughs> afro and put some Have a bunch of toy, spider, uh, toy spiders, throw them on it. <laughs> or just well, get naked. <laughs> If he's going to do that, he's going to have to get in line because I'm going to be right in front of him. Uh, <laughs> There's a line of people out front of Seth's house every night. They draw straws for who gets to go in and scare him wake him up. Miranda, how would you seduce Seth MacFarlane if he's in a deep sleep in his own bed? Um, first, I'd wake him up and say, Seth, do you consent to everything that's about to happen? Wow. That's brave. That's I don't really think brave. Seth would agree with that. That's brave of you. Now, would you, would you sp- spray him with the Drulio pheromones before or after that? I'm, I'd do it after because I'd say, Seth, uh, do you consent to my spraying you with these Drulio pheromones? And then he'd say, Miranda, I don't, need, I don't need them, baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how it would go. I'd get out a fork and a knife and start... Chewing on his calf muscle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, speaking, this uh, I, I got to go back to something from the episode. Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, it was weird, right? That Gordon Malloy's big fear is surgery, and we've seen him get surgery because of oh, his yeah. bike, and he didn't oh, seem yeah. that scared. And like they could have had anybody else's fear be surgery because he's the only person who we've seen get surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been so easy to how- fix. Wants to show how brave he is because that's his. Uh, that's him yeah. when he's terrified. Yeah, and he's yeah. kind of chill. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen him actually scared. Yeah, I don't True. think we ever will. We've seen no. him like mad, kind of like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen him horny. Wait, when was he horny? Like all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like anytime he's with the Orville. Oh, true. Like, I've seen. I've seen him go like, whoa, but I've never seen him go like, whoa, you know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. Alara Catan, uh, she's she's appe- appeared on the show before, even this uh, fake Twitter version, uh, at L- <laughs> LT Alara Catan. She says, finally got my at planetary underscore union sticker. Now time to decide where to what? put it. Hashtag the Orville. Well, I can tell you where to put it. Just straight in the fucking garbage can because that's trash, <laughs> bitch. Oh, my God. Oh, my Wait, God. So is this the real Savage. actress? No. No. Oh, okay. Uh, so she's just pretending to be that. Uh, she she is in an, an RP account. That's role-playing account for Lara Catan. Um, she... <laughs> Uh, she's got a mix of in character and out of character tweets, and uh, she posts a lot of uh, fan fiction about the Orville. Uh, you're savage, Greg. <laughs> but yeah, th- this sticker um, does not belong anywhere where anyone else can ever see it. 
It probably has cocaine in it or like <laughs> probably has guns in it. <laughs> that's that's true. I think that's probably true. I'm guessing the sticker costs like a hundred thousand dollars and they probably gave her the hundred thousand dollars to buy it with. <laughs> Money yeah. launderers. And their logo is an obvious ripoff of the Planetary Union logo from the show. Um, I don't want to say, you know, the, the Fox lawyers should be getting on that, but uh, they are selling these stickers. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't seem right to me. The Fox lawyers are our lawyers. <laughs> true. Yeah, that is true. We are definitely the official Orville podcast. So that's the that's the first thing Seth Seth said to us. He said. <laughs> The Fox liar. <laughs> lawyers are your lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> and with our eyes lit up. <laughs> for whatever personal reasons you want. We should like, just, yeah, we should just sue these guys. That's a good one idea. One time you didn't get as much chicken as you thought you should get at Chipotle. <laughs> the Fox lawyers are right behind you. you. He said you have full access to the entire power and full might of our legal team. I said, okay, cool. You know what I said? I said... Okay, threaten to sue Fox if they don't make season two of the Orville. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow, that, that, that's how you use it against them. That's kind of an Orville type decision. That's smart. I see why he gave you, uh, gave you those access to those lawyers. It could be interesting to see like what what Seth would do with like a lawyer joke, you know, because he's so cool with marriage and divorce and stuff. I'd love to see him, you know, really go in on some lawyers, you know, I bet he'd have an opinion on lawyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he would roast the fuck out of them. <laughs> well, maybe not because he does love the Fox lawyers so much. And well, there'll be a law- there'll be a legal team that does things the right way and they're, they're <laughs> good. And that's the Fox team. Right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Last tweet, Wes Huntington at Wes Huntington one says, um, at Se- at Seth McFarlane at the Orville, please come out in public and say, uh, quote, <laughs> come <out in> public. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just mean retweet this. Yeah, well, it's like go out in the middle of the street. <laughs> you don't even know the message yet. He says, please go out in public and say. Quote, we are not competing with hashtag Star Trek Discovery, unquote. Hashtag Why the Orville- would he just say it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> hashtag the Orville has been used in the cruelest of ways by your fans who say that the Orville is Trek and Discovery is not. How long is that fucking tweet? How is that a tweet? Oh, That's 280 character thing. Do we have that yet? Yeah. Uh, everyone does, actually. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, why would they come out and say that? First of all, I, I'd be surprised if Seth even knows what Star Trek is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then secondly, like it's obvious that the Orville is much better than Star Trek Discovery. Like, why? Why would he even say anything about the show in the first place? Yeah, that would be punching down in a lot of ways. And why can't he do it? From inside his house, <laughs> I don't understand this coming out in the into the in the public. <laughs> he said, "Come out in public." Yeah, it's like I want I you in a I, I want you in a in a in a like a market or a train station. He's like, "I want you, <laughs> <laughs> I want you where the, you know there'll be people around." Uh, so, I you know, no funny business. <laughs> I love that this this tweet is in reply to a tweet from. 
the Orville's official Twitter account that's about the the miniature model of of the spaceship that they use in filming. <laughs> <laughs> that's what just like fun fact. In addition to CGI, the Orville also utilizes old school model filming. Hashtag behind the scenes. And this guy replies and says, "Please come out in public. <laughs> Say we're not competing with Star Trek." <laughs> He needs this. Well, whatever. We'll make this guy's day. We'll get the Fox Legal team on it. And... <laughs> maybe maybe they can put something out about it. Who knows? <laughs> it won't be Seth. Seth is way too busy for that. But Rating season three, even, maybe. Probably. Uh, yeah, so that is everything so far. Let's see. What else is there left to do on the show? Hmm. Mm, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I see know. a little. I see a little sparkle out of the corner of my eye. Oh, it's a trophy. Well, well, it's the I, golden did ori. We, wait, did you do the voicemails? Oh, voicemails! Right, we did have voicemails. Oh <laughs> man, you can't do that. Wow, that's a golden ori worthy uh, point that I just made. I feel like. <laughs> hmm, I think I might go back to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see. Nobody's. Nobody's. Nothing's been decided yet. Um, we, we're not on the golden ore yet because we have to do these voicemails. Let's see. First of all, we've got one. Uh, I believe this is a repeat caller. This is from Andrew. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, it's Andrew, also known as Mocklin Lover, and I'm from the forums. Um, I was just calling because I, I had an observation about this week's episode. I wasn't sure if you'd already mentioned it. But at the beginning when the... Uh, the engineer guy dies. He looks like he's maybe in his 30s. But when Chief Engineer Newton is giving the eulogy, he must be in his 50s or so. And he's saying that he's the guy who's died, he's his friend from camp. And he gave him the Heimlich maneuver in the eighth grade. So uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure how old that is, but what that's like, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. Giving the Heimlich maneuver to a. 23-year-old, maybe 33-year-old. It's a little bit weird, I think. Uh, and I just wondered uh, what the observations that the crew had uh, about that were. Uh, okay, that was all I had to say. Love you. Bye. Love you, Andrew. I love you, Andrew. Love you, Andrew. Andrew. Seriously, Mockman like, Lover, how dumb. Did you not listen to this episode? We covered that. <laughs> well, let's not give him too hard a time because he did raise an interesting point. Like, maybe the chief was like the counselor at the camp. Mm-hmm. And that's why they went to camp uh, together when the other guy was in the eighth grade, but he was older. Yeah, that at all. Yeah, that, is, that is interesting <laughs> that, uh, that the head engineer would, you know... Yeah, like I guess Andrew is suggesting that he shared a bottle of wine with a young, <laughs> the, the young, uh, young camp member. Yeah, Andrew, this sounds like a situation that's dangerously close to uh, something we already cut out of this episode. So uh, <laughs> uh, let's not talk about that. Jeez, um, it's simple. Just listen to the episode and don't d- call in with dumb stuff that we already talked about. Uh, yeah. Well, he's from England, so the time difference is... <laughs> yeah. Uh... He, he was probably up all night listening to, you know, um, Orville the Duck songs. <laughs> um, so he's loopy when he calls in. 
<laughs> but we really appreciate the call, Andrew. Thanks for calling in. We yeah, do love you. you. So much. Andrew, even thank when you, you say really fucking stupid stuff like that, we still appreciate it and we still love you. Mm-hmm. You're the wind beneath our wings, Andrew. <laughs> right, keep uh, going. Then we've got a uh, first time caller uh, called in. Cliff is his name. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, uh, happy Alex day to Miranda and the crew. This is Cliff, first time caller, long time listener. Just got a quick question for you this week. Uh, there are rumors online that Seth MacFarlane has a hairpiece. Uh, just hoping you guys could share your thoughts and discuss, and I'll hang up and listen. I love you. Uh, love you, Cliff. Love you too. Love you, Cliff. Love you, Cliff. Okay, um, so this question: Seth MacFarlane is rumored to have a hairpiece. I think it would make sense that he would have like a line of toupees for people who want their hair to look like Seth's. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. He... I mean, I know a lot of people who would buy that. Even people, even people who aren't bald, but they're just like, I wish I had Seth's hair. I would think, buy that. Cliff, I think you're confused between a hair piece and a set piece because <laughs> when you're looking at a set piece, you're talking about the top of Seth's head, and that is. Basically, you can spend, uh, oh, you know, like, you know, $10 million getting the perfect uh, shot, or you can just uh, put Seth's hair in it, and you'll get the same amount of uh, pull, audience pull. Okay. So, uh, no, it's not a set piece. It would be a set piece that Seth has on his head, not a hair piece. Thank you. That makes sense. That's the last puzzle piece to understand why Cliff would ask such a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> These questions are dumb. Um, but uh, uh, Miranda, unless... I think you answered it well. That he also sells, you know, a line of, <laughs> yeah. a line of wigs. Yeah. I would voluntarily go bald so I can wear a Seth wig. Well, obviously, yeah, that's we all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I can. Well, I had a thought. You know, every episode I'm always complaining that we we don't get to see Seth's genitals, right? And maybe <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Critical flaw. <laughs> uh, because we haven't seen that, it's possible he doesn't. You know, he doesn't have hair down there. Um, maybe he's wearing like a merkin. Um, what do you think about that? It's kind of the uh, best yeah. of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, because... I'd, I'd, I'd love to get some proof of that either way. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to just, like, see for myself if that's true. Well, but until then, I, I feel like you can't really comment on that. I, I also wonder if it's the same situation uh, as the hair where he's selling a line of, uh, you know, his his trim kind of. <laughs> uh, he's selling, he's selling condoms that make your penis look like his penis. <laughs> It's kind of like those glasses with the nose on mustache on it, except it's uh, I just uh, Seth Bush. Greg, you asked if if we had any thoughts on that, and let me just put it this way: I don't have any thoughts, but I love thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I want to do a hashtag for if you are one of the uh, you know we talked about people going bald for. Uh, to wear a Seth wig. If you're one of the people out there who already has, you can hashtag uh, when bald for Seth wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when bald for Seth hair. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Um, give me Seth's I hair. Bald, bald for Seth. I think bald for Seth will do it. 
Okay. Yeah. Like there's, only, there's only one thing that could mean. <laughs> these hashtags catch on when they have like a funny pun. So I'm thinking like a Seth style pun, like bald deep or something like that. You know? Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> bald uh, deeps okay. for Seth. Bald yes. <laughs> that's gonna catch. That's wildfire right there. Laura's <laughs> gonna be running away from that forever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, I think that was maybe one of the more successful questions anybody's ever called in with. Um, great job, Cliff. Uh, thanks for, for your sure. first call. Thanks, and if Cliff. you if you keep making calls like that, we'll be happy to hear from you again. Um, since w- this was the first time you've ever appeared on the show. <laughs> thanks, Cliff. Love you. Hey, Cliff. Let's see. So I guess that's it. That's the episode. We don't have to do anything else. I'm not saying anything. um. Okay. I was just kidding around. Uh, So it's time for the Golden Ori. And I think everyone has a lot of reasons for getting the Golden Ori. Um, Even me. I even got a commendation this episode. Um, Of course. But that's the rule. I can't give it to myself. I know I'm strutting my stuff over here. You guys probably look at me. I think I got this one in the bag. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one that got a commendation this episode. I'm so. peacocking around here. I think this one's in the freaking bag. I'm just I've over called, here. I've, I've called Ma. I've called Pa. <laughs> they set up the banner in the living room. Listen, I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm more confident than you, but I am saying that I spent most of my day writing my acceptance speech, which we don't get, but. Just in the off chance that Greggy would give me an acceptance speech. I just know. Greggy. Yeah. Um, but Greggy. Tim. Greggy. What? You should give it to me. Oh, good point. Have you thought um, about this? Uh, I got well, a message here from Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on my motorcycle and uh, yeah, give the kid. Kevin, uh, the Golden Ori, uh, just give it to the kid. He's kind of like my kind of guy. I'm Kurt Russell. Sunglasses on, peeling out. Wow. wow. Thank you, That's... Kurt. You're my favorite yeah. actor. I love oh, you. No, Greg, don't roll back don't... around here and say, thanks, Greggy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. Bye. Don't speak too fast. <laughs> don't talk too fast, Greggy, about favorite actors because I... I'm just on the phone with Ronald Reagan here. <laughs> well, now, Greggy, I gotta say, I'd really, really love it if you would give Tim the Golden Ori <laughs> and give me some jelly beans. <laughs> Thank you so kindly. Bye. Oh, wow. My favorite That's actor me. from that movie about raising a monkey as your child, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> wow. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, wow. Those are both great great um recommendations and of course miranda also said she wanted me to give it to her yeah so it's very difficult think about that um just as a thank you to tim i think i've got to give it to wait a second what's this i'm seeing on my console wait what order order 38 was invoked earlier in this episode by the security <laughs> yes. officer yes you can't oh, override it i, I no. can't i can't override oh, this can't override there's nothing it. i can do oh wow, your uh, hands are tied <laughs> oh. Oh, order um, 76 divided by two oh <laughs> what do, wait uh, greggy do you mean 
no no got to wear shoes in the engineering room <laughs> or uh, what are you talking about here okay that's very funny but actually it means that i have to give it to miranda uh, now miranda you can't invoke this every episode now yes um yes. this is the only time you're allowed to use uh rule 38 yes. It's an exploit. It's game breaking. <laughs> but you do win the Golden Ori this week. Great job, thank Miranda. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Congrats. you. I'd like Man. to thank Greggy <laughs> for giving me this award. And I'd, I'd like to thank um, even even uh, Tim and the other guy for <laughs> not getting these awards. Wow. That's really big of you to acknowledge us like that. Wow. <laughs> I, I, look, I know I'm just as funny as. Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg combined from the other guy. <laughs> but you can just call Kevin O'Brien. <laughs> okay, so that's the episode. Thank you so much for being on it, and thank you for listening, folks. Bye.